Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jordan Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Got some more cards open today. Become my favorite part of the show. I've never heard of that. Chronicles? Uh, by the way, how many different cards are there? Any odds? Brands. All of them. Are they on, like, do they own the whole card world? Football, yeah. They do? Yeah. But Chronicles, yeah, I've never heard of this, but apparently we are guaranteed to get a big-name QB in this. Now, I don't know real. if it's worth anything. From this year? a big-name QB. This uh, this last one year. was last year. Oh, so this is last year's. I tried to uh, get 2021. See, what happened is last week we opened... Uh, Donruss, yeah. 2021 live blaster break. Yep. And we had some fun with that. It was a blast. Well, Casey got addicted quickly to that segment because Good. he texted me at some point. I don't even remember it was over the weekend or something. He's like, next time you go, get a 2021 mosaic okay. if, you're, if you're getting anything. Okay. And so I went today and I said, all right, I'm picking them up. It's Wednesday. It's blaster break time yeah. here on the show. And, uh, well, they didn't have 2021s. I think they're getting them in on Friday. Okay. And so I did 2020 because the last year's 2020 quarterback class is awesome from so, a card standpoint. Who's worth more, Herbert or Burrow? Burrow. By a lot. So how cards work is there's less of the number one overall pick. Like you are more likely sure. to hit a Herbert or a Tua than a Burrow. Oh. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, like, w- there, there will be Herbert in the Chronicles, 100%. There probably will be one Burrow, but there's not going to be as many. There'll be mo- multiple Herberts. Herbert's obviously worth a lot more than Tua, or not. Or it's just, yes, it's out of the is. rarity. No, he okay. is. Okay. Because he's better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. So that's where we're at a little bit later. I like it, Five man. o'clock hour. Dope. I like uh, it. Blaster, break, Chronicles, <laughs> yep. Mosaic, yep. 2020. Yeah. I like it. That's the hardest part about this card thing. I'd, uh, I'm going to wrap my arms around is what to put in the title when I tweet it. Sure. And Casey kind of just says it, what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, I was just trust Casey on that one because hey. I, I know those are even brands that you just said. So How about that FSU uh, Duke game? Did you stay up and watch it? No. Definitely not, man. I was in bed. You, Casey? Every minute. That was an awesome game. Great game. Listen, I, I got to be honest with you. That got me back into college basketball this year. There you go. Like, I, I, don't, I haven't really paid much of a lick of attention to it. Kansas, uh, not, I shouldn't say lick of attention, but Kansas and Oklahoma was a good game prior. It was a good lead-in, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ty loves watching Kansas-Oklahoma mm-hmm. because if you go back like the last handful of years, especially when like Buddy Hield was there, the games were unbelievable. Kansas-Oklahoma, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Uh, and obviously, you got Trey Young, too, back in the day. Trey Young, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I remember the Buddy Hield game. Uh, maybe it was even games. But, um, but anyway, last night, that was a pretty good game. And then uh, Florida State and Duke was terrific. Like, it was just a really good basketball game if you're a neutral observer. Nice. And even better, I think, that FSU wins because that was a heck of a win. And, well, here on ESPN 690, we are your home for Florida State basketball and football. They are, I mean, the guy's an amazing coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, Leonard Hamilton's an amazing coach. I, I cannot tell you guys enough. I do this every year. I do it three times a year. I, I mean, I... We've been, I've been on radio here in Jacksonville, I don't know what's now, seven, eight years, something like that. We used to fire Leonard Hamilton weekly this time of year. Like, why is he here? 
Why is he here? Why is he still there? And what this guy has done, and especially the latter years at Florida State, now that he's in his early 70s, it's just flat-out remarkable to watch this, like, evolution of their basketball program actually surpass their football program. And you see some of the numbers? Like, I tweeted that one stat. I think it was ESPN, Stats and Info, whatever they put out. He's got 55 wins as an unranked team over top 25 teams. It's impressive. Now, you get a lot of chances in the ACC, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you factor that in. But then on top of that, this is the most bizarre stat of all time. I love the b- most bizarre stats. How the hell do you win 13 consecutive overtime games? <laughs> Florida State has won 13 consecutive overtime games. Like, that's Dudes like, can handle the pressure, man. That's the most improbable thing going, right? Yeah. So, so is Florida State, like, are they at expectations right now? Are they exceeding expectations? Because they're off to a rough start. Yeah. Now, so now, now they're back. So now they're, they're back on where they should be more than likely, well, right? Well, I don't know where they should be because they have a really young team. Uh, really, And they just lost, like, how many guys did they lose? Three, four, five guys in the last two years, in the yeah. last two drafts? But they had a good recruiting class, right? They did. They, yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. They have, they have young guys, and, and young guys can win in college basketball. But, um, I mean, they lost a lot. Sure. You know, I, I don't, even though they have competed with Duke, if you look at the ACC, uh, North Carolina, the Dukes of the world, even on the national landscape, the Kentuckys of the world, if you match their last, like, three, four, five years, especially mm-hmm. in the ACC, I, I think Florida State might have the best record in the ACC over the last three or four seasons. I remember that stat floating around last year at one time or another. and But it's still not in my mind that, hey, okay, they're just going to roll it over like Duke and Kentucky and, and, and North Carolina. Like every year they're going to be good. It just sure. felt like a cyclical type of stretch where they were getting guys and getting guys and play, being good and playing well. Well, maybe it is a cyclical thing at Florida State. Maybe this is the next class that's going to go on a run for the next few years. And even if they lose a player or two to the draft, they're going to keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. And it might be right at the right time because North Carolina just got walloped. Yeah. North Carolina is just okay. By and, Miami. And, yeah, and Duke is about to lose Krzyzewski. So they might go through a little bit of a spell here, depending on who they hire. I mean, Florida State, you know, if you look forward and backwards, I mean, over a stretch of five, six years, might be the most dangerous team in the ACC. Is Scotty Barnes playing, or is he gone? He went. Scotty Barnes. Yeah. So who do, they, who do they have, like, just a bunch of well, new guys? Yeah, I mean, Caleb Mills Okay. and uh, uh, Raekwon Evans. Raekwon Evans the, has been terrific for them. Okay. We're the uh, returning lately. veterans, and then their freshman, Matthew Cleveland, has been very good. Yep. And Malik Osborne. Malik Osborne has been good so, as well. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I, they go, Austin, you know, get your favorite jersey, but pick from 12 at Florida State. I mean, they oh, go yeah. so damn deep. Like, they're the only team. Nobody, is, that used to be a discussion point, too. It's like, why are they running so many guys out there? In right. college basketball, everybody usually gets to a seven, eight-man rotation, maybe a nine-man rotation mm-hmm. by the time this time of year. Not Florida State. Hamilton just keeps rolling guys out there, and he gets them all to play well together. He, he really upsets kind of the the standard way of doing it, I think, in college hoops by rolling that many guys in, even in January, February, and March. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I don't think he can say enough about what the guy's done. He's fantastic. It's an and he and he graduates everybody. They never have issues. They never have issues. Like I don't remember the last issue at at, at Florida State in basketball. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think, I mean, he's, he, he gets it done. So credit to the school for staying with him. Credit to Hamilton for what he's built at the later years. I mean, that's the other thing, right? Isn't it harder, do you think, at this time for a 72-year-old man to have his best years from age, like, 67 to 72? Yeah. Um, definitely, but, I mean, th- see, basketball is different, though, because, like, if you recruit one or two great guys, 
like immediately your team is turned around. Like in football, like okay, you got two or three five stars. That really means nothing. Usually in basketball, if you can get those guys, you know, and you have that momentum, like if you're winning, then you'll get more recruits. You know, like that's what Murray State does. Like Murray State always has one good guy. Um, and that's how, like, you know, it, go, it goes. Like, if you're a point guard and you're pretty good, maybe a little under-recruited, but you're good, Murray State might be the spot for you. And, like, that's what they've been able to do. So I just feel like once you've found that formula for recruiting, you know, one or two great stars, you have success, I think the recruits will come. Yeah, and, and it's proven that. And, by yeah. the way, especially when you start putting guys in the league, mm-hmm. right? I mean, especially when you start having lottery picks and saying, hey, this guy's coming in, this guy's I just think it's tremendous. I, I really do. I I just tweeted. I said, I think they should, I mean, they could make a movie out of FSU basketball. Yeah. And, and give me some of, from yesteryear to now, and especially that chunk in between where nothing was really happening. And even with the same, a lot of times what happens when you change, you get a new coach in. Mm-hmm. Right? You start funneling, th- well, that, that wasn't the case. It's almost like Leonard Hamilton reinvented himself or just got better. Yeah. I, I, it wasn't even like they went and built a new facility or anything. Like I'm, I'm wondering where's the people that know the program way better than I do, mm-hmm. because listen on the basketball end of things, when they get good we cover them. When we talk about them, I mean we're not like every beat of the way, even on the recruiting trail or anything else. But if you if you really know the bas, like what was the spark of this? Yeah. Like what again? I, I say that because okay, obviously recruiting was a spark, but. Outside of that, you might have a new arena or you might put a lot of, and maybe they did put some in some facilities there and not talked about as much as maybe like on the football end of facilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's a new coach usually comes in. Well, that didn't happen either. So I, I just think like what sparked this run that doesn't appear to be going away. And by the way, this, I think this is a cool story, even though they're not one of the top five teams in the country, not one of the top 10 teams in the country, probably not one of the top 15 teams in the country right now. We'll see. They started off not so great. Remember, they got beat up pretty good by, a t- like, Florida. And now, here they are getting a lot better and playing excellent basketball right now. Like, I love that. Like, to me, that tells you all about coaching that you need to know is that he's having them play their best basketball as the season goes along. And now it makes you think a little bit, okay, they're 5-2 and two in the ACC. I think tied atop the ACC, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, maybe Miami still has... Miami will have one game on them, but they play on Saturday. Okay, again, and they beat and Florida State beat them once in Miami or at Florida State. Uh, This this one will be in Miami. Miami. The first one was at Florida State. And and Miami's pretty good now. Talk about another good coach in Larinaga. Uh, And so, I guess my question is, where will they be in another month? Right? Is it's fair to ask that now? Like, where will they be? Because they have a bunch of talent, Um, and and nobody finds more seven footers outside of Gonzaga than (laughs) Leonard Hamilton and FSU. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what he does. Uh, you don't see seven-footers in college basketball, right? Not usually, no. And that's no. why they won last night. He it, was incredible. He was he John played his Butler, best game. Yeah, 7-1, John Butler kill, just killing it from behind the arc. It was incredible. He was hitting threes. That's why they won the game. Well, I mean, I might weigh reason. more than him. No, you do. <laughs> what, is, uh, what does it say in the stats? And, and Butler, by the way, you want to know the most impressive thing? What's about Because he doesn't look like out on the court. You know, seven-footers usually are in the paint, and so you know when they're seven feet tall, especially in college basketball. Well, do you? I don't know if you remember the possession. It was probably, let's just say, remember when they built like an eight-point lead? Maybe it was like their 65th point or something. I don't know if exactly that. But he, he the shot clock was winding down. He was in the corner, and he faked, drove the baseline a little bit, pulls up for a jumper, and his feet were kind of kicked out a little bit too. 
I mean, he's got that ability as a seven foot one guy. Yeah. Like he did not, and they were like, oh, a seven foot one Butler. I was like, that was him. I was like, that looked like a John Morant shot. So, <laughs> seven one one ninety. He's not one ninety. Wow, so no that's chance. I mean, 190 is well, tiny. He's 190. He's definitely 190. Listen, but usually basketball, you automatically have to be 190. But maybe, I mean, maybe it might be like 6'11". You know how basketball stats are. Usually they lie about it, especially in college. But it says 7'1", 190. I'm two bills, and I'm, I weigh more than him. Yeah. And I'm 5'10". That's wild, <laughs> man. That's, uh, yeah. And he was shooting the lights out last night. It's yeah, incredible. I mean, it, listen, I, I just, again, I think it's a cool story. I think it's a neat thing. Uh, Florida State, and it was a great win. Uh, above everything else, I mean, listen, I'm raising the pom-poms here for Florida State. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought it was just an excellent basketball game. I just thought it was a really good basketball game. And guys making shots. Uh, heck, the last shot to put it in overtime was ridiculous yeah. off the window. <laughs> I mean, it's great. So, uh, really good stuff. But uh, that's the Florida State talk. When was the last oh. time we led with Florida State hoops to start a show? Man, it's been a while. We usually just do the bit. <laughs> a little later on, yeah. on Thursdays. Yeah, we'll have more of that tomorrow. You can get a set for the Miami game Yeah, uh, with the FSU report brought to you by Bonos and Willie Jules. Uh, that is coming up. Uh, latest on the coaching search. Uh, Nothing too much. Nope. Where are we going to dinner, honey? I don't know. Yeah. Three months later, Ian we, we end up going to dinner. Ian That's Rappaport what this said there's, like. a, there's another suitor, obviously. I mean, it's the NFL. You're going to interview guys maybe more than once. So he's not really breaking anything there. Yeah, I'm just kind of waiting and see. So yeah, so rap last night after our show was like one of two finalists, and then he never said anything else, right? Yeah. Did he ever relinquish the name of no. the other finalist? Not that I know of. That was odd, wasn't it? Extremely odd. Yeah. I mean, because well, I, I, I just want to like let you're... you know on the show today, I feel like there are three finalists. He's one of three. Oh, I'm yeah? just not going to tell you who the other two are. Like, I mean, I feel like rap did that a little bit. I know. Like, he, you're essentially <laughs> not saying anything. Are you just think he's hoping for Bill O'Brien to be in the mix or what? I mean, uh, <laughs> if you got Trent Balky whispering sweet nothings in your possibly, ma'am. Uh, why is everybody... Do you think it's an unfair narrative a little bit without proof in the uh, of that Balky's just leaking everything? <laughs> like, everybody's assuming this. You know, I, I've been on this train a little bit. For the, mm -hmm. a few weeks, I just think I, there's a couple of things. If we really step back on the bulky front, yeah. And listen, I'm I'm with everybody that doesn't want bulky to be the guy, and it really has zero to do with bulky and just what it says about the organization, right? So, I'm with you. So don't take this the wrong way, but I do think the amount of venom mm -hmm. aimed at bulky is a bit unjustified. Um, it, because I don't know what he did to earn the venom. I don't know what he did to earn the GM job either, but I don't know what he did to earn the venom. And yeah. then I also think there's been a lot of labeling and pointing the finger at Bulky of he does this and he leaked this and he might have done this. And I understand that narrative's been out there, but I think it's a dangerous narrative. If you've listened to our show, if you listen to me on TV, you're not going to hear me say that very much because I don't know that. Like, I, I think we're, I think we got to be careful not to, um, just assume that everybody's right on that front unless you've really got some proof, and I don't. Like, And maybe other people do, but I don't. So then if it's not Bulky that's leaking stuff out, and we've talked about before who he doesn't really have any people, at least publicly, that have his back, well, then who's leaking it out then if it's not? Because, like, who, who benefits most from this supposed Trent Bulky news getting leaked out? Trent Bulky. Why? Like, who, who else would benefit well, from it? Yeah. Uh, because it, it keeps him in the conversation. Keeps in the conversation. It keeps him relevant. I don't know. If I'm bulky right now, I want to go hide. <laughs> Every time mm. my name's thrown out there, I get like... <laughs> but I think, yeah, but I also think that 
I mean, for instance, Bill O'Brien. Who else would leak the fact that the Jaguars like Bill O'Brien? Because what, what like, n- nobody in that building probably liked Bill O'Brien. Uh, yeah, I agree. So, like, that, that was probably bulky. Well, um... Or okay, so I think I think you gotta be careful. One thing here, you never know the ties, right? You never know exactly. There are, there are people in plant in buildings. I shouldn't say planted, but I have jobs in buildings that are tied. They might have worked in Houston. They might have done this. And there are weird, there are weird connections sometimes mm. to both media and play, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, I guess my overriding feeling here, Austin, mm-hmm. is like who would do it and what's. Is I've always come back to when Ian Rappaport or uh, Schefter or, um, in this case, like a Tom Pelissero has been all over the Eberflus sure. stuff, then I always believe that's agent-driven. Like, I don't think Eberflus is picking up the phone and leaking that out to Tom Pelissero that he's got a finalist interview with the Jags and now a finalist interview with Chicago. I always feel like that's very agent-driven. Pelissero has a good relationship with whoever's representing him mm-hmm. or somebody that's really tied in and he's asked for permission inside the Colts building. Maybe it's a Ballard. Maybe it's a Reich. Maybe it's somebody else that they really are know what's going on because Eberflus would have to let them know most likely where they are on the stage of it. And so... Like, I don't think that's Eberflus necessarily leaking it out. I don't, you know what I mean? But I also think, like, if it's Balky's agent that's leaking stuff out, then, like, if, what, I don't know. I just feel like if Balky didn't want that stuff to be out there, then he'd tell his agent, hey, man, yeah, stop. Like, that's not helping anything. Yeah. I think either it's Balky or his agent, but Balky's definitely encouraging it. Yeah. It, it could be. And by the uh, yeah. way, I'm not eliminating the fact that it is. Yeah. I just think it's a, well, because what happens, What's happened in this situation with mm-hmm. Balky is it's not that he's only... It's one thing if you're leaking out the fact that I'm still a candidate or Bill O'Brien might be a candidate or I want to push this guy because I want Bill O'Brien to gain some momentum, whatever it is. And it's another thing that people have also linked that with he was the guy that leaked everything out of the building, you know, with the reports during the season and the Urban Meyer stuff and he, you know, backstabbed Urban Meyer, all this... You know, there's there's that narrative side of it, too, that all along, Balky's been the guy pushing everything outside the building. Sure. I just think that's a little bit dangerous. But we don't know that because there are a lot of coaches that were not, didn't need to be loyal to Urban Meyer that easily could have pushed that narrative out the building. Oh, I'm, I'm aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that for sure. But I just think that, I think Shad Khan wants to keep things quiet under wraps. Obviously, like, we haven't heard a lot in terms of like the team announcing who they've interviewed, who's been to the stadium, and, and all that stuff. Like he's trying to keep things under wraps. But with Urban Meyer, things did get out. With Trent Balky now and Bill, like things did get out more than I'm sure Shad Khan wanted them to. Now, if all these things got out. And if you want to believe that somebody else besides Shen Balky put those things out, well, then one would think that that would be grounds for firing Trent Balky. Because then he, like, once again, and we've been over this a million times, Trent Balky knew about Urban Meyer staying behind in Cincinnati. That's what he said. Now, if that's the case, then okay. My belief is the fact that I think Trent Balky might have snitched on Urban Meyer. I think Trent Balky was kind of giving the, the details of what was happening, and that got Urban Meyer fired. I think Shad Khan saw that and was like, all right, well, you kind of did me a solid there because I didn't want Urban Meyer here because that's the thing that went on. Like, it, it was a nightmare. Now, I'm not sure, you know, Urban Meyer getting fired, if that was grounds for terminating the contract or if Shad Khan's still paying out of pocket to Urban Meyer, even though he's not part of the team anymore. I'm not sure on that. We may never know. 
but I just think that if you're keeping a guy like Balky around, it's because he did something for you, I think. Um, because the resume doesn't really speak for itself. I think the history of what he's, you know, in terms of head coach after head coach after head coach, I think that doesn't really speak for itself. I, I think, like, that's grounds for termination. So there is a reason why I think Urban Meyer is keeping this guy around, and it might be because he's the guy that helped get Urban Meyer fired. Uh, <laughs> somebody said, said uh oh, Trent cut to Brent. No, he didn't. <laughs> Did yeah, not well. get to Brent. No, he didn't really. Uh, right. <laughs> I, I want to make sure. That, that this doesn't get lost because I know it could because I just tweeted it out there. And I, I did just say, I, I have, you, you've heard me say this a bunch of times. I think some of the venom ba- based at him, and I, by the way, I think this could be on Shad Khan for just letting it hang out there. We've said that. He could have easily issued a statement saying, hey, he's either staying, yeah, and then we'd be pointing all this at Shad mostly, or he's going to be a part of this process and there's what we're thinking and he might go forward or not. There are ways to do it. And then I think it got a little too late in the game with everything going on that now Shad's like, okay, we're just going to wait till all this is done. But I mean, he, there, I think there's some talk around the league like that Shad left them out to dry on some of this and there's nobody supporting uh, Trent Baalke. But again, I will Sh- tell Sh- you this. supporting Trent Baalke. Yeah, by keeping him employed still. That's only, that's, like, that, that's all that he cares about. Like, yeah. at the end of, like, listen, I don't feel bad at all for Trent Baalke. I'm sorry, man, but you associate yourself with Urban oh, Meyer. Yeah, I don't believe it. I don't, I don't okay. feel bad for him. Okay. I'm just asking if it's a little bit unjustified, some of the venom based at him and some of the allegations that he's the guy leaking everything. That okay, Again, well, I'm, so I'm not a believer in Bulky. Just let's make that clear. That's why I want to make sure we sure. go back to that part. Okay. I, I, I don't think Bulky should be here. I think it's tone deaf and dumb and, and everything else if tone, if. Trent Bulky's here, but I feel like that less about Bulky and more about just the state of the organization right now. See, but I don't even care if he's leaking stuff out or not. Like, if if Trent Bulky is going behind Shad Khan's back or whatever the case and talking to Ian Rat reports saying, "Hey, we're gonna do this next," and we're gonna do like, like yeah. I don't care, man. Like that. So, like, no one else is bringing Bill O'Brien. Does that give you a competitive advantage leaking out that you're gonna interview Bill O'Brien? Absolutely not. Does it give you a competitive advantage knowing that you're gonna interview Eberflus again? Absolutely not. So I don't care if it is Trent Baalke or not. Like, to me, that that, that means nothing. Like, people want to harp on Trent Baalke for being the guy that's – so be it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would harp on Ian Rappaport more because you're essentially going off the word of, of a GM who might not be here yeah, in, yeah. in a couple weeks. Just kind of being a puppet so, there, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't care about the leaks at all. As far as, you know, what's justified in terms of the venom or not, I mean, you tied your wagon to Urban Meyer. Like, the, the, you're part of the past. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're part of the issue. So, like, I, I don't feel bad at, at all for Balky with that either. Yeah. I, I don't either. I, I, I just want to make it clear. I don't feel bad for him either. Um, this is kind of the arena you're in. Uh, well, I should say, I did say it a couple weeks ago. I think there's a human element that's like, that's what comes back to me. It's like, okay, did, what did he do here to earn the amount of angst he's getting back at him? But I told right. you, man. He's, he's signed with up with Urban. Yeah. He signed up with Urban. He yeah. said, hey, go ahead and stay in Cincinnati. You're all right. Yeah. Like, well, not only that, but I, listen, I, I've said this all year. I think the one thing about Bulky, his job with Urban Meyer was to guide him through the NFL path, right? Yeah. You know, because he had been he'd been around. He's been 20 years in. This, again, this is another thing that I think hurts his resume because – you were supposed to guide Urban. Well, then Urban did things like hired Chris Doyle. Like, why didn't you say, yo, whoa, whoa, no, don't do that. And you the, can't do that. Like, and the, the plane and 
maybe a misjudgment of free agency. And so there are a lot of missteps that I could say Bulky now going on Urban's watch, but yeah. Bulky never took him down the right road or wasn't strong enough to do that. But so I agree with you there. But this is where all the hate comes from with people and why Trent Bulky's still in. Because I think people out there, they're, they're trying to save Shad Khan from himself right now. Trent Bulky's job for Urban Meyer was to guide him through the NFL. He literally crashed in like week three, week I four. Know. And now the guy that's put in charge to guide this team with the NFL questions and the hiring process with Shad Khan is the same guy that's supposed to guide Urban Meyer through. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'd be pretty ticked off right now, too, if I was a fan or, or a journalist or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um... Listen, I'm with you all. I, 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 I'm trying to do everything in my power to find a way that this is not going to be the future <laughs> of 2022. Sure. Trent Bulky. I still don't buy it because I think it's so absurd. Like that's, <laughs> but obviously we're we're still here. <laughs> that we are, man. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN six. Right, we got some mock drafts out. What do you think? They're a little bit different. There's excitement, you know. There's a buzz. This is, you know, you work all season to get into the playoffs and and go chase a ring. So um, we're excited to to be here. We're excited to to have this opportunity and you know go play our best ball on Saturday. Ah, <laughs> uh, who was that? Uh, some would say the quarterback of the most dangerous team left. <laughs> Tannehill. That's him. <laughs> I like how you got that first try. You were dangerous. Dangerous. Derrick Henry, full practice today. I like that you are very hey. proud. You're a very proud Titans fan. I forgot how big Derrick Henry was, though. Tell you what. Did you watch the video? Yeah. It's unbelievable. I forgot how big that guy was. I'm, I'm so used to seeing Dante Freeman with all, or Foreman or whatever, with all due respect to him, but... <sighs> different beast, Derrick Henry. It's really an unbelievable... I think Derrick Henry. I was just talking about Florida State and Leonard Hamilton, mm -hmm. right? And, and kind of like an under-the-radar story, probably not talked about enough, probably not celebrated enough. I still think, and someday we'll do this, and we've talked about it many times on our show, Derrick Henry I should be way more celebrated than he is. Yeah. I mean, way more celebrated than he is. And for the folks like up in Yulee, you're like, ah, it's because he's up in Yulee. He's like, no, it's not. It's like, and Matt, he wouldn't be anyway because, one, we get numb to the fact that we produce a lot of NFL players. And we've produced good ones. By the way, one's up for the Hall of Fame this year, Leroy Butler. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, that's the kind of player we produce around here. Yep. In Jacksonville. And so we get numb to that. And then at the same time, he plays for the Titans. So it's a little bit like Mac Jones playing for the Patriots, where you kind of don't want to say anything nice about them. True. <laughs> like, the fans don't. They don't want to put their arms around him. And so I just don't think we celebrate what Henry has done enough. And hope, I think someday we will. But, I mean, it's remarkable. And nobody thought he could do this. Nobody thought he could do this. And I don't even believe Nick Saban thought he could do this, by the way. Like, I think <laughs> I, I wouldn't even believe Saban thought he could have this kind of career in the NFL as a running back. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, maybe not. Obviously, teams that, you know, were in the draft didn't really believe that. Just because, like, Saban used him so much at Alabama. We're, you know, we're, we're so predispositioned to thinking, okay, like, if... I mean, if you're getting 30 touches a game in college, you go to the pros, maybe you got three good years in you and then it's kind of especially about a style like Derrick Henry too where it's not you're not making business decisions you're Derrick Henry you're lowering your shoulder um, delivering chaos and he's been able to do that and you know he's been banged up here or there but man when he's on the field consistently 
He's been good. He has been good. Uh, we'll talk more Derek Henry. Right now, I just can't get away from my mentions. <laughs> oh, what's going on? <laughs> because uh, I did because of our last segment where I said, I think the venom for Trent Bulky is a bit unjustified. That doesn't mean I want him here. That's what I tweeted. And uh, uh, Dan says, uh-oh, Trent got to Brent. I read that one. Yep. Which he did not, I guarantee you. I kind of wish he would. Bitcoins in the mail? I wish he would. <laughs> Bitcoins in the mail? I, I wish I guess he would. Be in his, in his yeah. uh, Dilla, boo this, man. Oh, yeah. Um, I like that. Uh, Stevie says, if anyone but Chad was in charge, he'd be gone. Brent314, I mean, we share the name as well, and he boos me. I mean, because here's the thing. You said, I think the venom for Trent Balky is a bit unjustified. That doesn't mean I don't want him here. But, like, you made it sound like he, all the hate that he's getting... It isn't necessary. I mean, listen, this way we, we got to tweet well, it out. You okay, know I mean? man. I mean, congratulations. People are, are reacting to it. I know. Well, well done. The whole idea is to hopefully get people to jump in and listen to the show and then listen to the explanation. Are you getting ratioed again? Yes, I am. He's getting ratioed. I just clicked on it. Uh, this is what happens when you tweet and talk. So it's so another boo. Any competent owner would have dumped bulky already. No way unjustified. Uh, we got, uh, we got, we got. Memes so and people tweeting at Tony Khan. I love it. <laughs> wait, oh wait, what the Tro Show says? Uh, Fireballky, none of this is unjust. He runs team into the ground and finds the easiest man to pin the blame on. See, and that's what I was getting on, right? Like, do we know that, right? Do we know that part of it? He finds the easiest man to pin the blame on. Like, who, who did he? I, I just don't know evidence of that con- concretely enough to sit here and tell you the same thing. Like, if, I, if I'm, well, which I am hosting the show, and say, oh, yeah, man, he's thrown this guy under the bus, and he's done this, and he's done this. Listen, I've heard a lot of things that a lot of people are hearing, mm-hmm. but I also don't have, like, like bulletproof proof mm-hmm. of saying that that's who the guy is. I just don't. And so that was really my point, of the, is he being labeled in that way, even though we really don't know. Because I can tell you this, there's a lot of people in buildings that talk, and a lot that say, try to save their own ass, you know? But, like, that's the thing, though. Do you think that the, the spies comes from that, or does the spies come from how bad this team was last year in terms of the optics and just how... Like, I think th- a that's where I think the, That's where I think it comes from. I, well, I think you bring up a good, a good point. I would ask you this. Yeah. I mean, like, how do, many people do you see, oh, Bulky's leaking stuff again, get him out of here? Like, I don't see those tweets. No, but uh, let, me, let me ask you, I don't think you're wrong in what you just said, okay? But uh, let me ask you in this context. Do you think there's more angst about Bulky... And the job that he did as GM over the last year, mm-hmm. or the action that of the report and the the optics that Shad's going to keep him. So more so like the Shad move of this, where how dare he keep Trent Bulky? How dare he not fire Bulky yet and reset this thing? Less on the merit of, you know, separate the two. The action of a couple weeks ago when Ian Rappaport had that report is when everything came to fruition. Nobody was hammering Bulky before that. Because I think everybody thought Bulky was going to be gone. I think so, too. So that's what I'm saying. Is it the the idea that Bulky's going to be the GM, or is it the action or inaction of Shad Khan that that people are more upset with? So is there anything really put at at Shad, I guess is what I'm getting at. I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand. Like, it's that shot because Balky's not the best candidate. Yeah. Like, Balky makes you worse. So, like, once again, I think it's just the fan base is trying to save Shad from himself. So, like, I, I'm not sure, like, where more of the rage is coming from. I mean, if you're going to go back to the emojis, it would say Shad Khan. But the reason why you saw the emojis was because of Trent Balky. So, I mean, to me, they're tied together. Like, I don't think there's... There's more energy directed at somebody. I mean, this is... Sh- at the end of the day, it's Shad Khan's call. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it, it falls on him. Yeah. I, I hear you. 
Um, I guess they go hand in hand is what you're saying. Of course. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the tipping point was the idea that he's coming back. Yeah, because I don't think yeah. anybody like saw that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, uh, some of us still don't. <laughs> well, no, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bill, <laughs> Nick says, Brent, blink three times if you're in danger. This is a code red. Yeah. Trent has gotten to him. Man. <laughs> the last five coaches under have been fired after one year, Brent. Hey, Bill, I know. I'm not. This is not me defending. I think everybody, sh- well, if you listen to the show, I shouldn't say everybody, and maybe I'll tweet this out later more completely. I just say people keep- know that I, I have two big thoughts on Trent Baalke not being here. And one of them is I asked this simple question of what have you earned to be the GM yeah. in Jacksonville. Uh, and part of that is the fact that if he, is, if he does uh, maintain his gig, through this next coaching hire, that would be six coaches in six years in an administrative role, five of them as GM, San Francisco and the Jags. Now it bridges more than six years, so it's a little harder to, to say in that sense. Yeah. The other part is, I would say, and uh, this is one that I, I don't hear a lot, but I think should be talked about more mm-hmm. and should be brought to people's attention more. And that is, if you look at the last regime, not, not Urban Meyer so much, but you could make the case Urban Meyer, but the last regime from the, the triumvirate of Caldwell and, and Coughlin and Marone. I said, I don't think you would have another team in the league have those three gentlemen in those positions mm-hmm. at the time. But the Jags were saying, okay, we, we're going to put them in these positions. Well, Trent Bulky's a very similar case there. He would not be a GM at any place in the NFL, mm-hmm. and he is in Jacksonville. And so, to me, that's where I come from more so. I, I don't know if it's venom at shot. It's like, I don't get it shot. Like, I don't understand what, why this is good, you know? Um, and so my my way of thinking is less pointed at bulky, whether he's a bad guy or he's a bad personnel guy or anything else. It's more about the mechanics of this situation. Like, why are we doing this dance? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm just for the betterment of the team. Like, yeah, frustration towards bulky, frustration towards shot con. But it's all under the same umbrella. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars, you yeah. know. And like, one would think that these decisions being made right now is not what's best for this team going forward. Now, I said Urban Meyer is going to be a good hire, and I was wrong there. So what do I know? But, I mean, man, I, I just say you just keep on tweeting these crazy things and getting us some more views, man. <laughs> Casey, you, you, do you have, Brent's, you have Brent's Twitter thing, right? Yeah, I so, have Okay, so Twitter. let's go in the 4 o'clock break. Let's go from Brent's Twitter. Trent Bulky? Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and then, wait, paragraph, 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 paragraph. Get off yourselves, Jacksonville Jaguars fans, and then go and post that out at 4 o'clock, please. I could do that. Let's do that and see what happens. Let's start pushing some stuff out here. Let's get nuts. Let's do that. Let's go all in. I mean, let's go all in, man. Let's do it. Let's go all in. Let's go all in here. You want to go get nuts on a mock draft? Can I pronounce the names that the Jaguars are taking? Because <laughs> I saw one of them, and that's going to be a tricky one. Shakio free agency, says Mr. Pico Boulevard. Not so fast. Not yet. We need to shock your GM search yeah. here or something. <laughs> we we should start. Do let's, let's start and getting some real blood up in here. By the man. way, have you ever seen so many GM names? No, I can't and say that. And that's the, th- the funniest thing about GMs. Take Bulky out of it. Mm-hmm. Is nobody has a clue. Yeah. Like, what the hell makes a good GM? Well, yeah. let's see how who he picks, and I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. Right? I mean, you, you have philosophies as a coach and all this stuff, but as a GM, you kind of like, well, I hope this works. Sure. <laughs> Speaking of GMs, you see the Dodgers hired a 30, he's like 34 as their new GM. I know it's a different sport. Worked in baseball. Really? Yeah. Have we had that lunch with Epstein yet? Epstein. Theo, that is. Uh, yep, I'm with you. Hey, now. I know, sorry. 
Oof. I had to catch myself there. Oof. Wow. We'll be back on ESPN. Don't tweet that one out. impacted i mean it's just it's it's a shoulder injury so any type of throw you're gonna feel it and it's gonna change things but yeah it's just uh similar to when i was first dealing with a thumb my body's just learning and have to adapt to it thumb injury or dealing with a thumb any injury what a thumb injury might still have a thumb might still have an injury is in the playoffs and who would really be impacted by a thumb injury? You know, probably. I would say a quarterback. Probably. Probably not a kicker. No. Could be a holder. Could, could just be a quarterback. That could be, though. That could wait be, a, minute, wait a that minute. could be personal protector. Has a holder ever been interviewed? Uh, I'm kidding. Stafford. No. But I'm being serious. Has a holder ever, like, do you think that's ever happened? Like, if Maybe you, if you messed it if up. You messed yeah. it up. I yeah. mean, Tony Romo did when he blew up the, the playoffs. Did he get hurt? No, remember? He cost the team the, he cost oh, yeah, the Cowboys yeah. the, the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's a quarterback also. Man. I'm going to... No, not Stafford. Not Stafford. And not Tannehill. I guess I'm going to go with Burrow, but Mm-mm. yeah, I don't know. So we're down. We're three down. It obviously wasn't Tom Brady. We're four jo- down. It wasn't Josh Allen. We're five down. Yeah. I said it wasn't, so that was... Did that, it, did it sound like me. Patrick Mahomes? No, not at all. We're six down. How about Aaron Rodgers? Didn't sound like him at all. So no, he had a toe injury. Who's left? Who Who is left? Who's no, the I, only quarterback not mentioned? Did you say Tom Brady? He did. I did. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I did. ODD. <laughs> Forget everybody. You yeah. did. You won. ADD, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, who's playing still? We got the Bengals. Some, oh, some, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. Man, we always forget about Jimmy, don't I, we? Uh, the disrespect. So handsome. It's, seriously. Yeah, tell you what. It's gonna be, so he's got a bad, he's got a bad digit. Yeah, he's got a shoulder problem and a thumb problem. Yeah, they say actually Half the shoulder like now could cold. be. Yeah. Sounds like it might be Trey Lance. That game. Seems like he's thrown all right. Trey Lance going to come out in, the, in those sub-zero temperatures just like like he grew up in? Yeah, he's going to kill it. This uh, <laughs> uh, DJ Delphonic has I'm taken this to I'm another dead. level. I'm, I'm literally, as the kids say, I'm dead. <laughs> I, I didn't. Have you seen the stream? <laughs> the stream. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Right. Okay. But I mean, this is all. You know, it's all fun and games. Brent, you know, was misquoted essentially. How <laughs> misquoted. Much, how much? Hey. But how much? How you much is he paying took you? This hey, out of context. How, how much is he paying you, though, man? Be honest. Hey. Just I tell blink, you. Blink. Blink if it's if it's six digits. That's what Nick said. Nick said blink three times if you're in danger. It's a code red. Uh, I mean, he's not. I, I wish he, he was. Are you sure? Saltwater pool. Oh wow, that was like ten <laughs> blinks. Ten blinks for ten digits. Uh, the fact that we were the only NFL team that would employ him as GM makes it completely justified. Con said he was doing a full search, which is impossible because multiple candidates won't work with bulky. Says Whirly Birds. <laughs> Whirly Birds. That's good. Uh, the uh, personal bleep can go too far, and it usually does. But just calling for the guy to be fired. Nah, that's fair. Uh, he pay you. <laughs> no. How much mm. did Volky pay you? That's two in a row. Yeah. Sean uh, chiming in on that. That's where I'm at. Uh, Greg Nog, find me one person with something I'd say about him. I can't. Oh, I can't. Although I have had some people say it's, it, he's not as bad as everybody says about him, too. You know, oh, kind of measure. Oh, okay. That's not him, though. Okay. Uh, Jackson says <laughs> you guys share the same agent. Uh, oh, good one. I like that. Save the Jags says he's a snake. Everybody who gets in contact with him hates him. 
Okay, so there we go, right? Like, this dude's from Wisconsin, too. How do we you don't know? see me backing him up, How do we know that? Like, that that's a broad statement, and everybody hates him. Uh, obviously, Shad Khan doesn't. He's an awful GM and needs to resign. He has no place being a general manager on a football team. Shad Khan's the only person who will give him this loser, <laughs> this loser a job. He ruins football teams. Uh, hey, Brent, at least, you, at least you ain't no dummy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe I am. Oh, man. I love it. So, anyway, that's what we got going on here. Do you, I mean, is it worth it, though? Like, how, how much you're making? Is it worth it? Like, what you're getting paid on the table? <laughs> you think it's worth it? Okay. Because, I mean, you know, you keep... <laughs> I'm just saying, because keep in mind, like, you're doing your thing now, and I understand that. But Casey and I are tied to the show as well. So, like, whatever you say... You know, eventually it comes back to us as well. Yeah. So I don't want to see my DMs now all of a sudden or, like, my mentions because I'm associated with you. I you would like to see you on Trent's lap. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. And by the way, for, if hey, for, for what I said about him, he's <laughs> well, uh, from Wisconsin. If you're wondering, by the way, uh, uh, what we're talking about, you'd have to go on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch right now to see. Selling it. Um, you can't. It's There's a new image out, let's just say. There you go. Brent and Trent. Uh, I mean, it, it sounds it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> but I was telling you in the break, I was like, I was just tweeting out something. Like, I didn't really think this would be like this big of an issue. <laughs> and it got pretty big. I'm so, man. <laughs> Sorry for misjudging that. Yeah. My favorite part is like the diehards on YouTube. Like, <laughs> I love them. They're still arguing about like actually the football part of it. Oh, like, yeah. Nobody's we're, actually we're addressing the point it. Of football. And then Twitter's Sorry, just going like berserk on Brent. Yeah, like, yeah people are talking about LaVisca Chenault. Right? The season's done. Who cares? LaVisca. <laughs> talk to us in like four months. We'll figure LaVisca out eventually. Give him some time off. I don't know. I have thought about this. Say, uh, oh, there's twofold that conversation today. I'm like, who's doing the work right now to get ready for the draft, the number one pick? You know, even if a GM goes, usually that scouting staff will stay in place until after the draft. Yeah. But there's a lot of things on the horizon, uh, whether it's the Shrine game or then you got the Senior Bowl coming up and everything was pushed back a little bit, but then you have the combine, all this stuff. I mean, they got the number one pick, man. They got 33rd overall pick. Like, this stuff's important. Yeah. Like, so... I, it's it's interesting that, in one sense, I guess he's leading the way on that as well. I, I really don't believe he's leading the way on the coaching search. I know he's part of it, but it's like, will that work better be getting done? Because flipping around the franchise, no matter who is in charge, is super oh, yeah. important. And so you better not be sleeping on that. The other part is, I I just can't believe like he's going to have to do if he really is the guy going forward. He's going to have to do so much image repair around here or do you think it just doesn't matter do you think guys like that don't care or will there have to be some image repair no. done by Shad, the new coach and him there has to be some kind of justification of what's happened you know yeah. and, and if you can't do that if you can't be transparent with what's going on the, the past couple of months then yeah people will hold you accountable because that's i mean look look at the, the record speaks for itself yeah yeah so you need some kind of explanation casey we go on a break we're getting shut down by headquarters in espn bristol <laughs> <laughs> for, for for all the comments about Trent Baalke. As far as I know, we're coming back. I uh, hope so. We'll be back. I hope so. Well, I've teased the mock draft a couple of times and Mel Kuyper from ESPN, so we'll there see if we go. eventually get to it and who Trent Baalke and, and Brent are going to pick <laughs> in the upcoming draft. We'll be back.